Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Trading Floor with me, Chris Brand, and I'm joined with our economist, Ellie Henderson. This podcast is in reaction to the recent economic situation in the UK and the volatility we've seen recently. So we're going to have a little conversation about what we're seeing, what's causing these market moves and what we think might happen in the future. So let's jump straight in. Um, first of all, we look at this moving sterling dollar we had recently. Um, we've seen quite a large sell-off uh, over the last few days. What's been behind that? Thanks, Chris, and thank you for having me. Well, there is one thing, King Dollar still dominant. We're yet to see that Fed pivot and Fed Chair Powell, he's been very keen not to give really any hints that that Fed pivot is coming anytime soon. They are suggesting that they want to keep raising rates aggressively to stamp down on inflationary pressures. But we actually think that the Fed pivot is going to come sooner rather than later. The economy is showing signs of weakening. We're seeing price pressures falling. Maybe not the headline inflation number. It hasn't been too encouraging, but some other measures of price pressures have eased. And that should encourage the Fed to maybe think about pausing policy tightening in the coming months, maybe by end year. So at the moment, the dollar has been supported by the fact that the Fed keep pushing ahead with large rate hikes. But that's not the only thing that's at play here. And government officials may be arguing that a lot of the recent volatility is the whole King dollar story. But actually, there is a lot to do with sterling independently because of the domestic situation. We saw cable really starting to wobble in the lead up to the fiscal event. And then we had the fiscal event and Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng, he stood up, delivered his tax measures, delivered his support. And basically, he just threw the kitchen sink at the economy, really. And this really saw cable fall, sterling plummeted against the euro also. Really, as the economy, as markets started to question the fiscal sustainability of these plans and whether it's quite appropriate to have such a large amount of fiscal stimulus when we've got soaring inflation pressures. And so the market had that wobble after the fiscal event. And then over the weekend following the event, Kwasi Kwarteng, he doubled down on his remarks. He said more tax cuts could be to come despite how markets reacted. And we saw um, cable fall even further. And I wondered what your reaction was when you woke up Monday morning and saw that cable had hit 103 overnight. I know I was certainly shocked and was nervous about what kind of day we'd have ahead. I mean, it was quite an extreme move. I think we all thought the cable was going to go lower on the back of these policies. I don't think it was any secret that the pound was under pressure. My view on Friday was basically we might see 108 going towards 105. So yeah, when we saw the lower 103.50, it was a surprise. But I did bear in mind that it was during Asian hours and liquidity is generally quite poor during those period. It was around about 2 a.m. UK time where liquidity may be at its worst. So although the move is quite extreme, there are extreme liquidity conditions in those points. So when we did arrive in the office, the market had already rebounded quite a fair amount back towards the 106, 107 area. So it was a bit of a shock. But I think a large part will go down to the lack of liquidity. And as we've seen today and over the last few days, we've been trading around between 105, 106, 107 area. So we've not quite seen those same lows. And so it was an extreme illiquid moment. That's not to say we might not see those levels again. There has been a strong statement from the IMF this week as well in relation to the fiscal budget that was announced. Is it normal for the IMF to make such comments on especially like a, a big economy like the UK? 
Yeah, you're very right. We we wondered whether the IMF would come out and say something. And yeah, we came into work this morning and saw those comments. It is quite unusual for the IMF to make that kind of statement on a developed economy. We've seen it in the past with maybe developing economies where the IMF have questioned the policies. But to see quite a major economy in the world, um, the IMF question and really encourage the government to reconsider the tax cut-in plans. That is quite unusual. But then everything about the past couple of weeks has been unusual. We've seen unprecedented moves in markets, which has only exaggerated today. And the Bank of England had to step in and they intervened because we were seeing such large moves in longer-term guilt yields. I'm sure we'll come on to that later. So this is a really unprecedented time. So seeing unusual statements from these big bodies, the IMF wasn't the only one to come out and question what's happening. And we ourselves, we have reservations about this tax cutting plans. The government have costed it up to note there's been no OBR forecast, there's been no independent analysis or assessment of how sustainable these plans are. And I think you'd agree with me that's also caused a bit of wobble in markets that we've had this no independent scrutiny. But £160 billion over the next five years is what the government is saying that these tax cuts will cost. And that doesn't even include the energy support. We have utilities analysts here. They're saying that household energy support alone over the two years will cost £90 billion. To put that into context, furlough was £97 billion. So that's a large amount of money and we're not even thinking about the business support either. So we're thinking about large sums here and that's at a time where we've got spiralling inflation. The Bank of England is putting up interest rates to try and push down on demand and then you've got the government trying to push up demand with these tax cuts to get that 2.5% growth that Kwasi Kwarteng is aiming for. It's no real surprise that markets are questioning what is happening in the UK economy right now. So it was interesting to see that the comments. I mean, they're not the only ones that have commented, which makes it more interesting. So we've seen um, Moody's past comment. We've seen the, even the Fed's Bostic past comment. And obviously big investors like uh, Ray Dalio, they're all highlighting the negative impact that this fiscal policy is going to have on the UK. I guess the question comes is, is there a chance of a U-turn from the UK government in terms of this proposal? You know, is that feasible? Well, given the market reaction, it's, you know, unsurprising that a lot of people have been asking us, what do you think? Do you think the government will U-turn? It seems right now that they are trying to ride out the storm of the market moves, but we certainly wouldn't rule out a U-turn. Labour has pushed ahead in the polls. The Conservatives will not like to see that. We've seen a lot of media reports about divisions within the party. Their own MPs really questioning, is this the right thing to do right now, especially given the market reaction. So a U-turn probably isn't our base case. It's politically quite difficult for Liz Truss and Kwasi Kwarteng to turn their back on the policies. But one thing that we should note is that this still does have to get through Parliament. They still have to pass the finance bill. And although, again, it's unlikely, we could see some Conservative MPs rebel and try to stop this passing, given the implications on the economy and on fiscal sustainability and really the credibility of the government. And so that's something we will be watching and bearing in mind. I guess the other thing we need to look at really is the Bank of England's reaction today. Yeah. Before coming into this podcast, when we were talking about this morning, we were saying there hadn't been much of a reaction, but we finally see some action today. What exactly have they done and why have they chosen now 
to do this. We were watching the markets as you were as well. We was watching the headlines come through, trying to see if anything was going to happen, anything was going to be said. And about 11 o'clock today, we started seeing lots of headlines popping up that the Bank of England was going to actually start buying some of the longer term gilt yields. So they're looking at the 30 year gilt yields at the minute because over the past few days, we have seen crazy moves in those longer term longer dated gilt markets so basically what the bank of england have done is they said that in order to try and maintain some stability in financial markets then what they're going to do is they're going to buy some of these gilts and try to offset basically massive sell-off we've had so we think that makes sense from a financial stability point of view but it is quite hard to wrap your head around the fact that they're also supposed to be engaging in quantitative tightening at the minute. This month, the Bank of England was supposed to start selling their gilts on their portfolio that they've built up through quantitative easing. And we heard today that actually they're going to delay quantitative tightening active selling for a period till the end of October. And instead actually buy some of those gilts, some of those longer term gilts, just to try and ensure financial stability. But our question is, they've said that they will buy unlimited amounts, um, whatever the market needs, basically trying to, you know, do the whole draggy, whatever it takes. But until October the 14th, and we're kind of questioning why October the 14th and what happens after that. So that's our real question. But I saw Sterling didn't really react. It had chopped up and down a bit, but we didn't see a massive reaction in Sterling market. Very volatile at the moment, which doesn't help. But the initial reaction was to buy sterling on the fact that the Bank of England were actually finally doing something. It was a lack of inaction was concerning before, and now we actually saw them doing something. I think the market then questioned, what is it they're actually doing? Is it actually sterling positive? So the move was reversed very, very quickly, and um, it started to edge lower already. I mean, that ties in nicely about where do you think cable is going in the next uh, days, weeks, months? It's a hard one. I think we try to flip round the question, and we've had this chat before, about trying to see, well, what factors would support sterling right now? And to be honest, we think we can't think of many. We can see, we think it's plausible that cable could go down to parity by the end of the year. If we do have this fiscal easing, then there's a few supportive factors for it. Also, markets are pricing in quite a hefty amount of rate hikes from the Bank of England. I think for the November meeting, 125 basis points currently priced in. We think that that's far too much. We do not think the Bank of England will go that hard. We think they'll go for maybe a 75 basis point hike in November. They're already on a collision course with the government, hiking in interest rates by 125 basis points when the government is trying to stimulate demand. We think could be uncomfortable. The Bank of England is independent, but it could be uncomfortable. So if we don't get an aggressive rate hike, we think that could push sterling down even further and we see parity is very plausible by the end of the year but then we're hoping next year we could see sterling gain a little especially because we think that the fiscal package means that although peak inflation may fall maybe lower than we previously envisioned because we don't have energy prices going to the levels that they would have without the support we think because of the extra demand inflation will stay higher for longer and ultimately the Bank of England will have to raise rates for a lot longer than maybe the Fed may, and that interest rate differential could lend some support for sterling. But we're in a drastically different situation than we was a couple of months ago. Could we imagine even talking about parity this time last year? It's, it's 
quite unprecedented. It's interesting times. But you're the trader. What are you seeing in the markets? Where do you think we're going? Parity has been on the radar for a while. I think if you asked me like maybe a few weeks ago, we were thinking maybe towards the 105s. But over the last few days, that's all changed. And parity is definitely on the cards. I think the odds of the implied rate going down to parity is about 57% at the moment. So the market is definitely preparing itself for that kind of move lower. I think that is the path at present. My concern is basically that how things might change in the next day or two or weeks. I think we're looking for things. If we want to see a certain rebound, we need to have some sort of U-turn from the government or definitely a watered-down version of what they're currently planning. Whether that happens or not, it remains to be seen. I think they'll be worried about losing face politically to make a U-turn after such a big package has been placed. So I think it's tricky. I think the fact that this still needs to be voted through makes it very interesting. Maybe we may have to wait until after these kind of events before we see a further push down towards parity. I think we might have a period where the market calms down slightly and we'll judge it as we see new information. I think... If they double down and continue with this path, then I think parity is definitely on the cards for us. I think all eyes now are going to be on Bank of England and how they react. Definitely. I think November for the next meeting seems such a long time away um, that there should be it could be quite a lot more that happens in between then. I kind of understand the Bank of England not hitting rates or doing emergency rate hype just yet because, one, it hasn't passed through Parliament yet, so they don't want to be too react before the actual events really actually happened. So I think as and when we see this come through Parliament, then you might see a bit more comments from the Bank of England of what they might do or preparing the market for further or more aggressive rate hikes. So I think we're on a little bit of a knife edge at the moment. I think if things stand, if things carry on the way to go, and then parity is definitely on the cards. We're more hoping that maybe there's some U-turn or some backtracking or at least a waters down, down version of what they want to do that might see a bit of a stern rebound. But one thing's for clear, we're still seeing a lot of volatility at the moment. And so trading spreads are still quite wide. We're seeing big moves in the currency market on a daily basis, more than we're used to. So I think this volatility is going to continue until we get some further guidance and some further clarity, even politically or from the Bank of England. It's certainly a very interesting time and I think we'll remember this for a long time to come. <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, thanks for your time and thanks for listening and we hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you.